Welcome to Unity of Tucson. So we're in this new month of May where the theme is purpose and really taking a moment to consider why. Why are you here? Not why are you here today, but why are you here on earth? Take a moment. And, and, and the cool thing about this community is we can have fun with this, right? We can have a sense of humor rather than, why am I here? So why have you taken birth? Why are you here? Because what if you are really here to live a life of meaning, purpose, joy, and fulfillment as we affirmed earlier? The life that you want to live. Well, this is the truth. This is your DNA. This is who you are. You are love in motion, love in form. Whatever name you choose to give the divine, I, I happen to call it God, but it could be spirit, it could be life, it could be consciousness, whatever that is for you. It is right where you are. It's who you are. You brought it. It came with you as you walked in the door. It's sitting in this very seat that you're in right now. Take a moment and acknowledge the wonderful divinity that's in this room. And we got to do that in the song. I love that. Take a look and see the love. Marianne Williamson says, the light at the center of things is who we are. And our mission in life is to uncover this light. I would add this light and love because it's all God. My mentor, Reverend Susie Shadel, when I was in ministerial school, who just recently retired from the senior ministry at Unity of Sarasota, she used to remind us as students that we are here to love, serve, and remember. John Austin has a really wonderful song. You should go check that out if you haven't heard it. And we are definitely, as we think about our mission here at Unity of Tucson, we are here on, on behalf of love. We are here to experience and express infinite possibilities of love in motion, love in form. Newsflash, you are a lean, mean, possibility-creating machine. Spirit and form constantly evolving and coming to know itself in, through, and as each one of you, as all life, as all beingness. But sometimes we forget what gets in the way. Here's the caveat. So this is who we are. We remember who we are and we forget. We get to choose to remember consciously or unconsciously. If you're wondering... <clears throat> What you're committed to, look at what's showing up in your life from a place not of blame, but from a place of naming what it is you want. Not from a place of, I don't want this, inflation, challenges in my life, challenges with family, challenges with all these things going on in my life. What do I really want? And taking a stand and living from this why, moment to moment. What's so wonderful about New Thought teachings is that we get to choose again and again and again, even though it may not feel that way. Moment to moment. You are the artist of your life. And this is what it means to live your why moment to moment. Simple, not easy. I would say it can be simple and it can be easy again as we choose. 
you can ask yourself, why was I born? Why did I come to earth? What am I doing with this gift of precious life? So last Wednesday, I turned 62. Thank you. I did it all myself. <laughs> and it's interesting in this time and space, in this world, this culture that we live in, what 62 can mean on this side of challenges or this side of opportunities. Some of you may say, oh gosh, you're looking young, Sue. Or, oh my gosh, that's so old. Or some of you might be right in there with me, you're like that 60 kind of like... What I hear and what I've heard is, are, are things like, oh, now that you're 62, you can legitimately retire. And I thought, well, what would illegitimately retire look like? <laughs> I don't know. And I've heard stories of hurrying up and getting my social security because you don't know if it's going to be there anymore. And, 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 and this fear mongering around what life's about, and especially when you're in your 60s. But I don't believe in traditional retirement. I look at the word retire and I think about it retiring, putting on a whole new set of tires as I roll down this road. <laughs> and you know what? They're going to be four-wheel driving tires and all-weather tires. So I'm up for that kind of retirement. <laughs> I have this mantra. It's, it, it's my life's purpose is, well, this belief that when you do what you love, and give back, the rest follows. And my mission is to experience joy, enthusiasm, love, laughter, and yes. That's jelly, J-E-L-L-Y. Joy, enthusiasm, love, laughter, and yes, exclamation point. Are you with me? So what I noticed, what I love, first I want to step back, and I, I really appreciated when Reverend Jonathan was saying how he had missed be, being a music director. And he, before he left for his Camino uh, pilgrimage, he said he was going for an audition to get back into music, musical productions. How cool is that? And then, and then now he's walking hundreds of miles on the Camino, right? And I thought, wow, what am I going to do? This is like his 50th. He said, when I turn 50, this is what I'm going to do. I thought, well, what am I going to do at 62? Well, I got a dog. <laughs> now, some of you have heard this in class the other night, but um, I didn't just get any dog. I didn't get a puppy. I got a overweight 10-year-old pug who can't hear. And, and, and why did I do that? Because one of my whys in life, I think we have a portfolio of whys. It's not just one why. There's so many things when you think about the dreams and the things that light you on fire. I call it a discipline. Reverend Michael Beckwith, one of my other mentors, called it a discipline. It's what you love and what you're really good at or getting even greater at. And so one of my whys is animal rescue, senior dog rescue. So I was playing a little small over the last few years saying, oh, you know, when I get a house, when I settle in, when I make up my mind I'm staying in Tucson, I'll get back into animal rescue. And I noticed that part in me. Do you know what I mean? That, that part that says, you know, not why. It was more like, why not? Oh, you know, I have a house. I'm not home very much. And I just noticed that part of me that was holding back. So I said, what the heck? I'm going to go and adopt well, I didn't think I'd adopt. His name's Bob. 
After my dad, my dad's name was Bob, so he's Bob Oliver, which is my dad's name. But, I, but just really that invitation to look at whatever part in your, in your life you're holding back, whatever age or stage. The book that I'm reading, I wanted to just recommend this one. It's so awesome. <clears throat> it's called Do Not Go Quietly, A Guide to Living Consciously and Aging Wisely for People Who Weren't Born Yesterday. It's a great book. It's by the uh, a husband and wife team, George and Sedina Caponelli. I highly recommend that. So what gets in the way of, well, what getting in the way? I'll just own it myself. Got in the way of me saying, this is a life I, I choose to live. This is a life that I am born to live. This is my DNA. And it was this space between my ears, like the six inches. The stories consciously or unconsciously that I tell myself. Do you have any unconscious or conscious stories that you tell yourself that keep you playing a little small? And here's what I also want to caveat. Sometimes a new thought, I feel like there's this pressure to do, solve world hunger, to be a Buddha, to be Jesus, to walk the Camino, or whatever that is, and we are truly all the divine. There's no separation. So we are Buddhas in form, we are Jesus in form, and all of that. But what if living your why, moment to moment, is as simple as loving always? Giving the smile, receiving the smile. It's a giving and receiving game, right? It's not just one way. Like, what if it's as simple as just really living our truth, living our DNA, and expressing it? <clears throat> you know, there's this thing called the comparison trap, where I mentioned the Buddha or Jesus, but it could be as sim- sometimes as simple as looking at others around me. If you ever do this, maybe nobody in this room is doing this or has done this, and you say, wow, look what they're up to. Look what they've accomplished. And again, in this culture, I think I'm still working in a world where it's kind of linear, right? It's like what I produce, how much I earn, the kinds of accomplishments. Now, I love what I do. I get to work with small businesses every sing- almost every single day to support them in putting the wings on the dreams of what they want to be and do in the world. So it is a ministry. It's really exciting. But there's a lot of administration. There's a lot of things that go along with it. And sometimes I think, gosh, you know, is this really what I'm here to be and do? I guess my invitation around living an everyday why is I get to bring it wherever I go. Like even with administrivia, even with stuff that I don't necessarily like to do. What if I bring this joy of life and love to every instant of my life? I don't always do that. Even though it's my divine nature, my divine identity. I don't always do that. And to not blame myself for it, but just to consider it an invitation. Where in my life can I continue to experience and express more of the jelly in my life? Now, what's really neat is that we have tons of tools here in this spiritual community in the New Thought teaching. We just finished this awesome class that I got to co-teach with our own Susan Smith here in the front row on meditation practices. We have wonderful classes here that you can take. And the greatest beauty of the class is not the stuff that comes in your brain, but in the connections and the experiences of learning and growing together in community.
And here we also, what's so awesome about Unity of Tucson is, is it is a place where you can show up wherever, whatever is going on in your life. It doesn't always have to look like I've got it all together and I'm going to go to church today. You can show up in places where it might feel really dark or challenging and allow yourself to be nourished and renewed and fed by the beloveds in this room and those that aren't, happen not to be here today. Affirmative prayer, big invitation, prayer chaplains. I'm a prayer chaplain. We love to sit with you and hold your situation or other situations in affirmative prayer and to know the truth, particularly in times when you might, may, may forget, to remind you who you really are. Love in form, God in action. And of course, there's always opportunities to volunteer sacred service. Whatever that is calling. I actually have been thinking, what about, oh, Jonathan is not here. Reverend Jonathan, maybe a pet ministry. <laughs> Cats are allowed. Cats are allowed. Just because I'm a dog lover. Anyway, whatever's on your mind and heart where you're like, oh, wow, I'd like to see or create this. There is this wonderful cauldron of consciousness where you get to share your gifts, your passions, your disciplines together in community. I love Laura actually did the talk for me today because, she, you know, I love everything that she shared with this reading and the affirmation and the prayer, and that is self-care. <clears throat> so experiencing, expressing your why on a, on a daily basis, there's an invitation to take care of this mind, body, and spirit. Because like you said, nobody else is going to do that for you. So moving and what you eat and what you put into your mind, body, and spirit, what, how you're feeding yourself... That's another way to consider how to live your why on a daily basis. And you matter. Each one of you matters. This community is not the same. Whether or not you're here for the first time or you've been here for decades, this community would not be the same without you. Do you get that? Yeah. Magnificence in form. You are magnificence. Not just magnificent. You are magnificence in form. <clears throat> and so from this book, I do have homework. I do have a little bit of homework. I call it home play. I don't like work. <laughs> Sorry, Reverend Jonathan. It's home play for me. Um, think about this question. Well, actually, there's a few nuances to the homework. Let's start with this. What actions can I take today to express my unique gifts and talents, my discipline? You ready to take that on? Consider, this is kind of like the somber moment. Consider that each moment, each encounter, each thought, word, and deed could be your last. We know this, particularly after having moved through the pandemic. Yes? If this is true, here are some questions you might want to ask yourself. Is this truly the best and highest use of this moment? And this moment, and this moment. Is this truly the best and highest use of this moment, this energy, and this interaction? Because you can choose and choose again. Part two is what I'm doing contributing to improving my life and the lives of others, or am I just going through the motions? 
Have you ever gone through the motions, just gone through the motions? I have. I forget that I'm doing that. And so your home play is to simply notice when and where you're going through the motions or when you're really living your why. And I have an ending quote from the book, Do Not Go Quietly, Go Outrageously Out. (laughs) That's another book. Uh, You have the opportunity today to remember that you can use this precious gift that is your life in any way you choose. You can spend your time in the push, the pull, and noise of the outside world. You can listen and be influenced by the often confusing suggestions and demands that others make. Or you can go into the quiet of your own heart to the place inside you where you hold your dream and let the wisdom of this dream guide you. Peace and blessings. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.